let's not overthink this. Buckeyes have been rolled. This is a decent hire for Tennessee. So I'm actually on FanDuel right now, locking in Gonzaga. Clemson's going to put up 55 points by themselves. I love this game. Big noon kickoff. We're going to throw some major money on this bet. I'm taking the over. Tom Brady's the GOAT. I'm taking Tampa Bay, and I'm taking the money line. I think I've got three bets uh, on this particular game. If you're going to bet with me, it's got to be good. That's right. It's time for my steak dinner boom lock of the week. Gentlemen, ready to go make our listeners some money? Hello, folks, and welcome back to Sports Bets Fun for another episode. Thank you to those of you listening to us live, and thank you to everyone who subscribes and follows the podcast and has given us a listen at your leisure. Uh, we encourage you, if you like the podcast, please let your friends know about it. I encourage them to subscribe <laughs> podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. We are Sports Bets Fun. I'm Maddie Money. And joining me tonight, we have Mickey Sanrino, Scotty B. Good, and B. Locks. We got the full screen here. And be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at SportsBetsFun as we banner back and forth and drop picks uh, throughout the week, uh, all that stuff. So, gentlemen, uh, another Friday night. Scotty, how's it going, man? You were off the last couple of weeks tooling around the uh, Western United States, man. Give us the give us the rundown, man. How was how was it? Yeah, guys, good to be back. It's good to see y'all, man. Good to be on here with you. Um, incredible two weeks out there with the family, RV life. Uh, never drove one before and somehow uh, ended up driving a 27-footer around for a few weeks around some national parks. Uh, ended the trip in Vegas. Uh, got to go down and make some bets that night and uh, just had a blast, man. It's good, good family time, but uh, it's great to be back with y'all, bro. Looking forward to uh, getting back in the swing of things, catching up a little bit and making some money. I love how I love how you talk to Mrs. B. Good and the, let's go tool around all these national parks. And oh, by the way, we'll we'll, we'll just kind of stop in Vegas for a night while we're out that way. <laughs> Smart you, move. Yeah, I mean, you know, the boys' eyes lit up when they saw Vegas. That might they might say that was one of their favorite places. Um, we got off well, the strip about eight thirty as the sun went down because it's starting to get wild out there, as you guys know. <laughs> they opened their it. eyes to a whole new world. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Uh, B-Locks, I know you got some actions on the games tonight, man. What are you looking at? Yeah, boys, 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 it's good to be back. Yeah, got lots of lots of action this week, boy. Some 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 good lines, some lines that have been moving a lot. I know that's something we're going to talk a whole heck of a lot about. Is some of these lines that have been moving uh, in terms of uh, where they started at the beginning of the week and and where the, where they're at now and uh, how we can try to take advantage of that. So yeah, lo- loving the games this week. Are you, are you on a game tonight? Uh, yes, I'm on Colorado State tonight. Uh, I you know I was looking at it uh, when we were talking earlier, just uh, about. You know, 10, 15 minutes ago, 0-0. haven't gotten a chance to uh, take it li- uh, check it lately, but, yeah, I like Colorado State. This is a team that's uh, played some, some you know, top-level uh, competition, and they've played them well, looked really good against Iowa. I know they beat Toledo, uh, you know, you know, pride of the MAC over there. I know Mickey doesn't like that, but, uh, yeah, good good Colorado State team, and I'm, uh, I'm pulling for them tonight. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed watching that UCF. I ended up taking the money line on them. Uh, tonight and that just wrapped up a little bit ago and uh, i'm gonna get a quick plug in though gentlemen scotty i know you know this i'm 
started doing some NHL picks uh, and six and two over the last couple nights. Tonight uh, we're in the middle. First couple of games haven't gone our way, but uh, the Oilers are looking pretty good against Vegas. So won't be talking much about the NHL picks on the show as those kind of roll out pretty regularly throughout the week. But again, you know, follow us at Sports Bets Fun or follow me at Maddie Money Bets on Twitter, and you'll see all the action there. So, uh, Mickey, any 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 plays you have tonight? You know, I threw a threw a little bit at Arizona. Uh, they're hosting Washington as a seventeen point dog. I don't know what Washington's done this season to earn a seventeen point favorite. I do know Arizona is absolute garbage. But hey, Friday night at home, Washington starting a true freshman quarterback, Sam Heward. Why not throw a couple bucks in the Wildcats and hopefully look smart tomorrow morning? Is that any relation to Brock Heward? Yeah, it's his kid. I think. <laughs> <laughs> we're old <laughs> they're up right now 3-0 so you're looking good <laughs> there you go excellent well gentlemen so uh last week we went nine and six right at the ship a little bit we had the two weeks prior to that we were a little a little choppy with our with our performance um we had such a great run to start the season out the first five or six weeks just we're, we're crushing it had had two week bump there but back to a nine and six record and combined our crew, we are 68, 48, and one. And a hundred dollar better following our picks of the week, putting a hundred bucks in each pick of the week would be up over two thousand dollars. So pretty impressive. And to kind of cap off, you know, for our listeners that are new to the show, we have this little kind of insider uh uh picks league that we go where uh you'll we'll we'll drop our picks of the week at the at the end of the show, and each of us are putting in three picks of the week, uh, the four of us, along with our friend of the show, Charlie Cash. And we track those. These are our, our, our big money picks that we're following. And we have a little side bet going between us. Mickey, who has been on top of the chart since about week three or four, since we, oh, week two, correct me. Thank you, Mickey. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's still up there. But, uh, you know, yours truly had uh, went 3-0 and last week and, it is a razor thin margin. I actually have a the top win percentage going right now of sixteen and eight with my picks, but uh, Mickey is edging me out by about half a unit. So Belox, you're right there in third place, and uh, we are looking pretty strong. So Mickey, I'll give you the floor one last time because I know your crown. You're going to be dethroned after this week. <laughs> I so like to share, share with us, but hey, I'm confident in my picks. Confident in my units. Uh, you know, just because my unit's a little bit bigger than yours isn't the reason I hate. But uh, yeah, you know, we'll see how this week goes. But I'm looking forward to uh, having the floor again next week to talk about first place. Love it, love it, love it. Well, before we get into sort of looking forward, let's let's go back and look at last week. So, the biggest surprises, any key takeaways, any, anything you're tracking, or something new that's happened. And Mickey, I'll just I'll just kick it back to you. What what jumped out at you about last week? Well, you know, I think the big thing that, that stood out, and it's actually not related to a bet I had, is Caleb Williams uh, for Oklahoma. You know, him and, as a starting quarterback uh, at QB, you know, they're, they're 2-0 and against the spread, right? Uh, he didn't start against Texas, but he came in and clearly lit it up, and they, they beat Texas, and they blew out TCU last week. Games he finishes 2-0 and against FBS schools. 0-4 against the spread in the, uh, the Spencer Rattler games against those S- FBS schools. So I know we collectively have made money on 
uh, West Virginia covering against Oklahoma, Nebraska covering against Oklahoma, um, Kansas State covering against Oklahoma. I don't know if those, those spreads are going to be easy money now that uh, it looks like this is the Oklahoma offense that we expected out of Lincoln Riley to start the season. Something to keep an eye on as, as betting the rest of the year. Scotty, what jumped out to you? Yeah, guys, I was, I was surprised in the way Purdue handled Iowa at Iowa. Um, you know, listen, I, and I wasn't sold on Iowa. I didn't think they were going to be a, they're not going to make it to the final four. They were going to make it to the championship series, but I, they scored seven points at home. I mean, against an okay Purdue team, right? Well, I think the final score was 27 7. Um, so that, yeah, I mean, that just really jumped off the page. I mean, not necessarily like just over surprised that they, that they lost to Purdue, but just to, to get beat the way they did. Um, yeah, it just surprised me, man. I, I wasn't expecting that out of them. Bielocks. Yeah, taking it over to that uh, LSU Florida game, that was the one that surprised me the most here. You know, LSU going into that game. Uh, is, a, is, a, is a pretty significant dog, uh, getting up real, uh, you know, getting up in the scoreboard really early in that, uh, putting Florida in the hole and then, then kind of, uh, you know, holding off a, a Florida comeback at the end. Uh, game may have gone into overtime. I can't, I can't remember for sure here, but uh, something that it was in the 40s for both teams. And uh, LSU with, with all the, you know, uh, information about them and Coach Ogeron not coming back now uh, and, and the way that they performed against uh, what we thought was a, a pretty decent Florida team, although they, they've kind of uh, fallen off after the loss to Kentucky and such. Uh, that, that surprised me quite a bit. Uh, LSU's run game, and again, this is a, a team that had been, you know, kind of predicated on, on the passing game, still kind of in the shadow of Joe Burrow a couple of years ago and that, that strong passing game they had. Uh, Tyrion Davis Price, 287 yards rushing in that game, three scores. This was uh, this was a very different LSU offense, showing a, a different dimension to that, and that that really uh, that surprised me. I, I like the uh, the way the Tigers responded. Yeah, all three of those games, and those those were, were when I looked at it, those are the three that jumped out to me. Uh, but I think specifically, Mickey, what you mentioned about Oklahoma and Belocks, what you mentioned about LSU, I think from a betting standpoint. Uh, you know, things are shifting, right? With Oklahoma, I think it's time to start looking at them to, to cover some of these spreads. Even like this week against Kansas, 38 and a half points. Uh, Oklahoma's laying. But I'm, I'm looking at, you know, shoot, man, they may hang 50 or 60 points on Kansas, who's going to score, what, seven, 10 points? So um, you look at that and it's like, wow, where just a couple of weeks ago, that was a no-brainer. You know, Oklahoma's not going to not gonna hit 30 and uh, and likewise with LSU, and, and I will talk more about this later in the show. But LSU, Ole Miss, that's, you know, that's a pretty high profile game. And LSU, I think I think the line opened with LSU getting ten and a half, and that's down to what nine, eight and a half, something like that. And yeah. uh, depending on what book you're looking at, and um, I do have a play on that. And uh, yeah, kind of some of the, you know what the Tigers are doing, and and. Ogeron getting uh, announcing that he's you know being let go after that big win, big rivalry game against against Florida. You know that's kind of a kind of kind of weird timing of that. But uh, you kind of wonder if uh, all these Tigers going to uh, kind of rally around rally around their coach. We've we've seen it happen uh, with other coaches that you know are sort of lame ducks. You know the teams rally around them because that's that's the relationship they have with and stuff. And sometimes they have nothing to lose, so they're willing to go for it a few more times on fourth down and. Uh, uh, whatnot. So it'll be interesting to kind of watch watch how these teams uh, trend over the next several weeks. 
Man, you know, looking at these game guys and kind of they, they all have a reoccurring theme: quarterback play. You know, you look like you're talking about Rattler, a new new quarterback coming in to lead the team well. How many interceptions did Florida throw? They got a t- dual quarterback system going on. I think they have what four <clears throat> picks in that game. Um, and I literally went as soon as Mickey told made the statement that Arizona's quarterbacks down there starting a true freshman. I just went and placed a bet with you, brother, because I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it's key, right, Scotty? You know, in college football, I mean, it's key. That's the most important player on the field by a long shot. And if your quarterback, if you don't have a dependable, good quarterback, you're not going to win many games. You're not going to cover spreads. But, you know, you, you come out with it with a great quarterback. It, it's just game changer, right? And all that's a reoccurring theme in all these things we're talking about. And literally, as we were talking about this, I've been going back and forth, back and forth on this LSU game and Ole Miss, right? I, I was like, I was going to stay away from it. And I just – Right now, because of your guys' conversation we're talking about, I was like, I went back and I placed a bet on Ole Miss just now due to the fact LSU's not going to get those turnovers. They're not going to – I mean, they're just not. The quarterback play at Ole Miss is significantly – a Corral is legit. He's the real deal. Well, just a quick point here. Uh, Corral's uh, considered questionable this week. That is so, true. So, you've got to make sure that he's coming out to play before you, uh, before you catch the bet he's in gotta- just for that <laughs> – he got a he got a big bruise on his knee, I think. Yeah. Is it wow. Or is it mustard? <laughs> Easy, Mickey. Well, those well, guys are in. Scotty, just to let you know, <laughs> let you know, because I don't think we had this as a game we're going to be chatting about. But uh, um, yeah, I got to play on LSU with the points, and I also have a, a smaller money line money line play on them, just just to kind of yeah. nothing big, but just it's a, it's a big spread, you know, from a standpoint of that. So getting pretty good odds and, and just the way they're playing, you know, college football, like you said, and, you know, especially if Corral is either out or dinged up, um, you know, it could, could be interesting. I would love for Ole Miss to get beat. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> oh, I, I, I believe it. <laughs> not, not, not a fan of, of Lane Kiffin there, Scotty. <laughs> not much. <laughs> <laughs> like me and, uh, 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 coach uh, uh, Chip, Chip over Chip there. Chip Kelly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like you and half the coaches we talk about. <laughs> it's a fair Kip, point. Kip is not getting a Christmas card this year, guys. <laughs> Excellent. Well, tell you what, let's uh, let's uh, jump into our segment where we talk about teasers, dogs, and props. And normally Mickey takes us away, but I'm looking at our screen and he's nowhere to be found. <laughs> so I will, uh, I'll get this going a little bit. So we'll start with, um, let's start with dogs this week. We'll, we'll shuffle this up a little bit. Let's start woof, with woof, woof. what dog, Mickey, you're back. Mickey, you're back. Uh, Mickey, Kick it back to you, but give us give us a dog that you're looking at, you're leaning towards, or, or or you're taking. You know what? There's a dog I like this week. It's Army getting giving getting. They're at home. They're getting three and a half points versus an undefeated Wake Forest team. Look, first off, Army covers against Power Five opponents. They've been seven and two since 2016 with some notable ones: Michigan, Oklahoma. Last week at Wisconsin, uh, Army also when they have these close games that they cover. They bounce back, and they, against Power 5 teams, they go on to cover against the spread the following week. Look, Wake Forest undefeated. What they're building down there in North Carolina is great for a, a small private school. They're undefeated, but it doesn't feel like they're a great team. I think Army's going to catch them here at home and is going to give them their first loss. That's my dog. Scotty, who you, uh, who's your dog this week? 
Yeah, guys, I'm I'm liking again another three and a half point dog here to to, to match the Army's three and a half um, over Fresno State. Uh, Nevada's got a nice win versus Cal this year. Hey, guys, and they beat Boise State on the blue turf. Both those are good teams, um, you know. But I do I think Nevada's going to pull this one out. Um, they got a strong, they got a good quarterback. They got a good offense. Um, their quarterback Carson Strong. He's thrown 16 touchdowns, only three interceptions, and over 2,000 yards. He's got a couple of nice wideouts to throw out to. I think that's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be. Um, I think Nevada can easily win that game. Um, if they lose, I think it'll be by no more than a field goal. So that's why I'm going to take them with that three and a half. What you, what are you thinking, B Locks? What you thinking, bro? Well, we just talked about it a little bit. Uh, we were talking a little bit about that LSU Ole Miss matchup here, and um, this is a this is a matchup that I like. Uh, I like LSU in here. I think Maddie was talking about this a moment ago, but but again, I think this is a little bit of a dinged up Ole Miss team. Uh, they're they're number one wide receiver Mingo uh, out already. Uh, he's we know that one for sure. And with uh, Matt Corral, who is no doubt just like Scotty was saying, quarterback play. Really, really, really important, uh, especially at this stage of the game. Uh, him being dinged up and possibly out for this game, with, you know, with Lane Kiffin uh, and, and injuries and nobody wanting to give out any information here, probably not going to know until the, you know, maybe 15 minutes before the game starts. But the prospect of him being out makes me like LSU quite a bit. Both these teams seem to have, uh, you know, an offense that, that, that can roll, can score a lot of points. Uh, over under on this is, is 77. That's a heck of a lot of points. And I got to tell you, most of the time when I see a over under of 77, that's, a, that's like an automatic that I'm hitting the under. But in this game, it's given me some pause. I mean, hey, you know what? I can see 77 points being scored here. Uh, in a game when, when that many uh, points are scored, you never know what's going to happen. You never know. A, a couple of stops could be the difference here. And I, I do like, uh, I do like LSU. I do like the Tigers' defense more than I like Ole Miss's defense in this game. So, again, I, I think this is going to be a fun one to watch either way, but I, but I do like the Tigers right now, especially with the prospect of Corral being out. Hey, what time is that game? I know it, I know it's at Ole Miss. 3.30. That's, that's a 3.30. That's the CBS 3.30. I believe so. <laughs> they're, uh, they're fired up down there. You see they painted Manning in the end zone. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, gentlemen, I like Belox. I'm with you on LSU, and I've already mentioned got, got a couple of different plays on, on, on them. But I also like Oklahoma State. They're getting six and a half earlier in the week. I believe it's up to seven and a half on some books, seven, seven and a half, depending on where you are. Uh, they have to travel to Iowa State, but Oklahoma State's been been sneaky good. Um, so far this year, so I I, I like that. Uh, Iowa State has not lived up to the billing. And to me, it's the classic team that, uh, you know, it's like Minnesota a few years ago, right? You know, they're a well-coached team. They they have their season that they overachieve. Expectations go up, but they just don't have the talent uh, to, to go 10-2 and two and, and con- contend for the Big 12 championship, right? That's that's kind of how I look at Iowa State, and I think Oklahoma State's uh, uh, playing some, some pretty good football. Yeah, that's a that's a weird line. I mean, I, I saw that line and it was like it just it's it's a surprising, right? Like it feels like a rat game. Like it feels like uh like why in the world is what are they ranked number eleven, twelve, you know? Right, right, yeah. Team in the country yeah. and they're getting seven points. No, that was it's fishy, right? Like, why are they doing? That? I don't get it. We were, we were talking about this uh, before we hopped on a little bit when we were prepping for the show, Scotty, with uh, last week with UCLA and Washington and Washington being the favorite team, and we're like. 
what are we, you know, all week, you know, we've we got those tax chains yeah. going, what are we missing? Well, maybe we're not missing anything. <laughs> maybe we just got a, got a juicy line to take Look, advantage of. So I agree. Uh, Mickey, I'll let you take take the rest of the way with the teasers and the props. Yeah, let's uh, let's jump right into. Uh, I'm going to jump into props just because uh, I'll share a prop, then we can get into teasers. I know, Maddie, you got a few that you're itching to, itching to share, but we're going to talk props. Last week, I had two props in play: Matthew Stafford under 282 and a half yards passing. That one hit. Trevor Lawrence other side of the pond. I had him tossing two TDs. That one, unfortunately missed although the jags did get a win so didn't make any money off that but good to see uh trevor lawrence having some success even though i i don't think he's going to amount to much in the nfl this week we're on another over passing td prop we got joe burrow against the ravens over one and a half passing touchdowns look burrow's had two or more passing tds in every game this season there's no reason to see that streak ending in a very pivotal division matchup Ravens D did ball out last week against the Chargers. That's not happening two weeks in a row. And, you know, the winner of this game, guys, is going to be in first place in the AFC North. How many of you thought the Bengals of all teams would be in the hunt for that this late into the NFL season? Nobody. Nobody. Well, maybe, maybe one of us. But, um, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, what, we call, that's what we call wishful thinking. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's my prop of the week. Uh, I know, Scotty, you haven't met a prop you don't like. You're going to put your props out later this weekend on Twitter. Uh, give give our loyal listeners a teaser on what you might be looking at. Yeah, guys, at Scotty Betts, be, be, be looking out for – I love to bet on Sunday night games, Monday night games, and Thursday night games, right? When I got one game, because I spent about 10 or 15 minutes just kind of really digging into it, finding some nice gems. Guys, I love the tight end prop bets. I love those, man. I feel like, you know, you can, you can get a tight end. Those prop bets are usually down in the low 20s to start with some decent odds. And, man, you, you grab a tight end, and I love to throw like a, a parlay, right? So just be, be, be following me on Twitter, at Scotty Betts. Um, I love the touchdown scores. I'm going to throw in a couple wide receivers, and then I'm going to throw in, again, like you were saying, a quarterback. Like, that's a great bet for Joe Burrow. That, that's, a, that's easy money. And, uh, and throw a couple of those together, throw, throw a unit on it. Um, do that on a couple of games, one of the three hit, and guess what? You made a cool hundo. I've been on fire with those lately. You guys, you know, I've been sending that to you in the text thread. You have been. been. You, you have, have been. been. Tell Scotty Bats. He's, he's done a great job. I told you the other night, and I was pretty happy about that. And speaking of tight ends, love grabbing the tight ends as well. That's always a good play. Uh, it's a though. Oh, you know it's what? I'm gonna, Maddie, I'm going to kick yeah, it to you. Yeah. Yeah, Mickey, man, we might have to change the rating on this. I might have to go and put this explicit uh, graphic content uh, in this pod for on on Apple. Um, well, is, I mean, we are talking, we are talking gambling. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not for the faint of heart. I don't know. I, I use gambling to help teach my kids math. So, uh, <laughs> uh, um. Talk teasers, Maddie. Let's talk teasers. It's not for the you know faint what? of heart. <laughs> What's that, Scotty? <laughs> Nikki says it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let's let's chat some teasers. So Mickey, I've got three teasers. Actually, I got I got a few more, but I'm giving you three that I that I really like. I always play play a few extra. Um, Ohio State and Cincinnati. Uh, so I'm taking. I'm going to tease them seven points each. And I was able to tease Cincinnati's line down at 20 and a half, get that under that 21 point mark, three touchdowns. 
Uh, they're playing Navy. I, I do think, you know, the Naval Academy, like Army, these are teams where teams that get up on, they're not going to run the score up on these on the Naval Academy, but I think three touchdowns is a good threshold. They get a, above that, win by 21, 24, maybe 27, 28 points. Foot's coming off the gas and uh, since he can cover there. And then Ohio State gets teased from uh, down to 13 and a half points uh, from where, where I was able to, to get this teaser. So I like that. Again, that's a, a two-score game over Indiana, two touchdowns. I think that's very doable. I'm actually uh, – Did you parlay those, Maddie? Uh, I, well, I tease those instead right. of uh, instead of because uh, I think the Cincy game, depending on where you're looking, is about a 28 point spread, and Ohio State's about 20 and a half, 21. So teasing those down just to just to um, put them together, get, get get some decent odds, and and I feel very comfortable about about these play. I feel like you know that takes away a, a late touchdown or something cheap happening. And I'm doing the same thing with Michigan and Penn State. I know, Scotty, I know Northwestern was one of your teams you're kind of thinking, maybe keep an eye on as a dog, depending on who shows up. Um, and, and for that reason, you know, I, you know Michigan's favored by yeah, – I think both these teams are favored by 23.5 points. So, yeah. so I tease them down to 16.5, get under that 17-point threshold. Uh, I love Penn State against Illinois. I think that's a, a great matchup. Penn State sh- should have their way with them. And Michigan against Northwestern. Michigan's going to have more talent on the field. They should be fine. Uh, but again, this is Michigan under Harbaugh. They always they always have a clunker at some point. But I, I like that. Then the last one I got for you is kind of dubbing this my you know my no freaking way parlay. And this is listen to these teams, guys. Listen to these teams. I'm taking the money line on Clemson, LSU, and Oregon, and they're all dogs. When was the last time Clemson, LSU, and Oregon were all dogs in the same week? You Can go you believe back that? A long way. Yep. And the odds I'm getting on that are uh, 1,824. So, so it's a pretty long shot, but man, you know, hey, for that's I'm, I'm having a little fun with that one. Dude, I love all of those bets. I mean, especially the, all, all, especially all the the seven point teasers, the Cincy, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. I mean, those are those are great. That's that's money, dude. Well, I'll share one. I won't drop it on the show, but I have about ten or eleven teams. I have like eleven and a half point teaser. Um, I believe it's. I took the total points and teased them all up, like a like ten and a half or eleven and a half points, and I took really high scoring games. And and the thinking is is you know. Hopefully none of them blow through that, but I'll share that with you guys offline. So, anyways, Mickey, I know you've got some some teasers. Yeah, I got a, I got a teaser in action this week. Uh, the college game, I have a teaser that I'm really liking. It's a, I'm calling it my road teaser. Teasing eight points. We got Oklahoma State teasing that the plus fourteen and a half in Ames at Iowa State. Clemson plus eleven and a half at Pitt. Ohio State down to minus 12 and a half at Indiana. Um, this one seems like it's taking candy from a baby, which means probably not going to hit, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, but I'm liking it. Uh, and then Johnny dogs, obviously our loyal listeners are, they're on sportsbetsfund.com reading Johnny dogs, weekly NFL action. Great article. Love reading it each week. Uh, you know, he's got his teaser this week. If you've tailed him last week, which I know I did, you know that you hit his Kansas City Chiefs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers teaser. This week in the NFL, he's got the Packers against the Washington football team up at, up at Lambeau in Green Bay. Teased the Packers down to minus two. He's got the Patriots versus the Jets in Foxborough. Pats teased down to minus one. So that's the 
Packers and the Patriots both tease six points down to minus two and minus one, respectively. Excellent. Uh, anybody else, Belox or Scott, do you guys have any teasers to share with the, our listeners? No, sir. Cool. We'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and look at our uh, games that we have in play this week. And we'll look at the ones on Saturday. We're talking college football to start. Clemson at number 23, Pitt. I was just talking about this with the, the parlay. Clemson is the dog in this game. Pitt is laying three and a half points. The total in this game is 47 and a half. Scotty, you got to play on this, right? Yeah, I uh, I mean, listen, I'm talking to C Cash, um, and I've been looking at that game um, all week long, and I kept, you know, it's hard to pull the trigger. It's kind of like your no way parlay, right? Clemson being an underdog. But guys, the bottom line is week after week after week this season, Clemson has proven to not be that good of a football team. And Pittsburgh is a solid football team. And they got, again, quarterback play, right? They've got a great quarterback. I think quarterback QBR rankings, top three in the nation. Um, he's thrown t- incredible numbers, like 26 touchdowns to one interception, something like that. And Pittsburgh's a better team. And it's at Pitt. And you know that crowd's going to be fired up for Clemson coming in town. And, guys, I don't, I don't think Clemson can go in there and win. I don't. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one to watch. Um, let's move over to the Big Ten. And, Mickey, I'll, I'll throw this one to you, but let me tee it up first. We got Wisconsin laying three and a half. They're going to visit Purdue, who had that uh, big upset in Iowa last week that has propelled the Boilermakers to the ranking of number 25 in the polls. And the total in this is a whopping 40 and a half points. Mickey, what are you looking at? Well, I look at two things, right? First, the Wisconsin offense, no matter who they play, they're struggling to move the ball and score points. Against Army last week, they didn't. They failed to cover 13.5. And if you watch that game, the game turned in the fourth quarter on a, on a late Army turnover that gave Wisconsin about a 10-yard field to punch in that touchdown to get to 20 points. They struggled to move the ball. Graham Mertz, the turnover machine. Nothing has changed in the Wisconsin offense this season to show growth. So – they're not going to score a lot of points. And then on the other side of the ball, Wisconsin's defense, they're really good. They're going to shut down the Purdue offense. This is a Purdue team that is 0-6 on the or, or All six games they played this season have hit the under. It's a Wisconsin team that's 2-4 and four against the under. Um, this is a game I look at. The line reflects that. These teams don't score a ton of points. That line, 40 and a half. But I'm going to turn the tables on you guys. I'm taking the over and why I'm taking the over is this line is so low for a Big Ten Power Five game, 40 and a half, that it's gonna, it, the over is gonna hit. It's gonna be a 20, 24 to 21 game. I know B locks, you might not agree, but I like the over here simply because that line is low. Uh, I'm gonna turn the tables on you, Mickey, and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna actually agree with you. I know, I know, this is uh. This is this is unheard of in uh, in, in our I'm pod's shocked. history. The tables here. have been turned. The, the tur- yeah, it's definitely so. Yeah, but no, I, I Mickey, I actually like that pick. Um, I, I do like the over in this because I, I think uh, I think Wisconsin is is uh, as you said, their defense lights out against the run, 
and, and Army was a team that ran the ball. And, and, and boy, when you watched that game, you saw some crazy hits there. I, I, as a defensive guy, I really liked, really liked what, what Wisconsin was doing there. But, but Purdue's strength is, is throwing the ball, and I think that's where, where Wisconsin is vulnerable. And so I do think uh, that Purdue can not only put up some points here. Um, I know Mickey, Mickey said he likes the, uh, the over in this. Uh, I, I also like the over in here, and, and I like Purdue getting the points, getting three and a half in, in what will still be a relatively low-scoring game, even though I think it's going to get over that 40.5 uh, that, that margin here. Uh, but I, I like Purdue uh, plus three and a half here. I don't. I don't think Wisconsin is is three and a half better uh, points better than Purdue. Well, we will find out, and that's interesting. Is uh, because I kind of look at that, and Wisconsin's been been awful, and I kind of feel like ride the ride the momentum with Purdue. But uh, Mickey, you want to chime back? Uh, yeah, in? I think this game's exactly like the Clemson Pitt game, right? You look at the team's resume over the last five, six, seven years. You say this is a Wisconsin cover. It's easy. Purdue has been struggling to get out of their way, with the exception of a few notable wins against number two teams in the country since Jeff Brom took over. But then you look at him this year, and it's it's one of those things where you know Clemson has zero and six against the spread, and the first time they've been a dog in four years, and now Wisconsin they're still a favorite in this game. But this is a to, to Belox's point. This is one of those games where Wisconsin's getting by right now on their resume, and Purdue has actually been the better team this season at moving the ball, scoring points, and and more importantly, covering because this is a Purdue team against the spread that's five hundred this season, and Wisconsin's one in five against the spread. Love it. And gentlemen, I'm I'm going to take a quick break before we jump into our next football game. I've got the Edmonton Oilers game on here. And Scotty, be good. I know know hockey's not your jam. But while you guys are chatting, the Oilers just uh, put a couple in. Leon Dreitzel, anytime scorer. Uh, If you're on Twitter following Maddie Money Bets, uh, you'll see the, the slap shot locks for tonight. And the Oilers put in their third goal. So we hit the Oilers over two and a half goals in 60. Dreitzel got that third goal. So we hit the Dreitzel anytime score. The Oilers are up a goal right now. So the money line is very much in play. The minus one and a half is very much in play with empty netters. And, and we're only, we're not even halfway into the second period yet. So the Oilers are buzzing. And I missed on the Leafs and Sabres earlier tonight, but I think the Oilers might be bailing me out. Let me knock on wood before I speak too soon. So, anyways, let's get or, back to some football. Oilers are, Oilers are a wagon this year. They're they're probably going to go at 4 0, 5 0 to start the season. They're looking like the, the team to beat in the Pacific. So, loving those power play put plays that you put out there. Maddie Money, I've been tailing those this week. But uh, enough of our hockey interlude. We get back to, back to the gridiron here <laughs> talking football. Yeah, we'll make that smooth transition back. And we're going to go to Tennessee at number four for Alabama. I guess, yeah, they moved up with Iowa losing. Uh, Bama is laying 24 and a half points. Total is 68 and a half. Scotty, man, after that heart-wrenching game last week uh, with Old Miss, you had the checkerboard in the audience. Uh, or in the crowd. I mean, it was a sweet environment and a couple questionable calls. Um, I'll, I will definitely give you that call. And I think it was in the first quarter, definitely the first half where uh, 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 Corral looked like the, the, he thought he heard a whistle or something, but everyone else played and then they end up like forcing the fumble and they ran it back. But then the refs kind of called like forward progress was stopped. It was some bizarre play, but yet they still gave 
Ole Miss the ball. It was it was a really or Tennessee the ball is really bizarre. Um, so very questionable stuff. But all that Tennessee's got to come back to that, and now they got to face Alabama. And quarterback questions break this one down for us. Yeah, guys, uh, that was a heartbreaking loss. That was the biggest game that Tennessee's had in a while. Um, and uh, just for it to end the way it did, I hated to see it. Um, but uh, listen, this is one of my favorite Tennessee teams that I've that I've ever watched play. And that's not an over-exaggeration. They're a great team. They play hard for one another. What I absolutely love is they're a well-coached team, and I'm not seeing that in over a decade. And, and um, you know, Heupel has out-coached. I can honestly say he has out-coached every opponent on the other sideline this year, any coach on the other sideline. He has, including Florida. And I know Florida ended up winning by 21 or so there at the end, kind of with some garbage touchdown late. But um, that was just because his player, Heupel's players weren't executing. So I love this team. They're playing hard for one another. And, guys, w- going to Bama, man, playing at Alabama, um, I-, I think he- here's the bottom line. Hooker was beat up last game. He's still considered a game-time decision. I feel like if he's able to play um, and, and – at 90% or better, they're going to cover that spread of 24 and a half. Um, I think it's actually moved to 25 now. Um, if Joe Milton plays, they're probably not going to cover that spread, guys. Um, he just he has no accuracy on his throws. Um, so I'm not sure how aggressive Heupel is going to be um, with some of the banged up players at Tennessee because they got a bye week coming up. Um, and after that bye week, they got a couple monster games in Georgia and Kentucky. Um, so, you know, he, he may decide to go ahead and rest some of those players against Alabama and play for the second half, you know, to try to finish strong. And I couldn't blame him for that. Um, but, you know, if, if Hooker does play, you got Tyon Evans back, um, Tennessee's running back who did not play against Ole Miss, um, I think they can cover. And so that's right now, I, you know, I'm going to bet with my heart on this one, guys, like I do sometimes. <laughs> and I am on, I got a unit on Tennessee to cover at 25. Um, again, it's a special team. I don't think they're going to go in there and lay down for Alabama. I'm going to tell you that. Like, I think that there's still a, there's a buzz around the program, man. I'm telling you, and I don't know if, if outsiders look at it and see it, but they're going to go in there. They're going to fight their tail off. What you thinking, Mickey? Yeah, I'm on Tennessee minus 24 and a half as well. I, I, I think that they look good under Heupel. They don't look great yet. They're still getting there, but they're going to yeah. score points. Alabama's a great team. They got talent everywhere, but this isn't an Alabama team that we've seen, like, last couple seasons with the star players that they had that just beat everyone and they were a complete machine. This Alabama team has, has obviously shown a little bit of a little bit of a herky jerkiness this season. Obviously they lost A&M, but they had some struggles in other, other places as well. Yeah, it'll be tough. Game. Yeah. yeah. It'll be tough, obviously going into Tuscaloosa, but 24 and a half. I look at this final score being somewhere around 45 to 27 ish where Tennessee doesn't really have a chance to win the game, but they're going to, they're going to have a chance to cover. And, and that's where my money's at as well. Well, this game, my, one of my picks of the week is in this game, uh, but it's not against the spread. So I'll tease that up and we'll get to that later at the end of the show uh, for that one. But let's shift over. Mickey, we'll stay with you, but we're going to move to the big 12 and Oklahoma state. Number eight is where they are in the polls. We were just talking about how how they are getting uh, um, seven and a half points, being a top ten team going on the road to Iowa State. And the total in this is 46 and a half. Yeah, you know, this to me is one of the most interesting lines of the year. We talked last week about Washington and UCLA uh, and how that line made people scratch their heads. 
this one I, tops that in my mind. How often do you see an undefeated Power 5 top 10 team over a touchdown dog this late in the season? Uh, Oklahoma State has lost one game in the last decade in Ames. Ironically enough, that was a 2011 infamous overtime defeat that kept them from the BCS championship game. So I look at seven and a half. I'm on Oklahoma State, seven and a half to cover. I know we talked earlier in the dog segment about an outright win. That's a possibility. I don't think that's a bad play at all. But getting seven and a half where they're at with their defense and offense that makes enough plays, I would say it's a good team. They're they're an eight and four, nine and three team. They're not a better team than Oklahoma State. So the seven and a half spread is is the, what gets me, and I'm on Oklahoma State here uh, with the points. I love it. And you mentioned UCLA, uh, Bilax. I've come to you because uh, you're looking at you got some some action on the Oregon UCLA game where Oregon is number 10 in the country and they're a dog as well. Interestingly enough, we have two top 10 teams going on the road as dogs this week. And the overrun on that is 60 and a half as uh, the Oregon ducks travel to Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, you had the, this one in your, uh, your, your no way parlay uh, earlier that you were talking about with uh, kind of the oddities of, of those traditional powers like, like, like LSU and, and Oregon and such being, being dogs here. And, and, and I got to tell you, this one's another one that, uh, uh, one of the more intriguing matchups uh, in, in games this week. And uh, y- as you mentioned here, Oregon's going to UCLA. And UCLA, in the, in the early stages of uh, this football season, was looking like they were going to be one of the, the top teams in the, uh, in the Pac-12 here. Uh, Oregon uh, was the same way. Uh, UCLA, they beat LSU early on in the year. Oregon with that notable win over Ohio State. Both of these teams looked like that they were going to be, again, uh, p- potential you know BCS top four kind of teams. But since that point, I would say both of these teams have taken a step back. Uh, UCLA's dropped a game. Oregon's dropped a game uh, against uh, uh, some teams that, that 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 weren't considered to be you know real real high competition here. Uh, the 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 wins that they have had have not been, you know, decisive uh, by, by any means. So I'm, I'm looking at this game here and, and Oregon and UCLA, and I'm, I'm looking at a, a, about a point spread between them. And I got to think that that's, that's probably pretty accurate. Now, if I was going to lean one way or another on this particular game, I'm actually going to lean a little bit towards UCLA being the home team here, although I, I can certainly see this going either way. What I like more than anything else here is that uh, the over-under spread at 60.5, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that when we get to our picks of the week because I've got a definite pick on that. Love it. Let's shift gears to Sunday, and we're going to be talking NFL. And Colts-Niners is the first game I want to touch on. The Niners are laying four and a half points. The total is 42 and a half points. Johnny Dogs likes the Colts getting four and a half points, but B-Locks, you're on the Niners. Uh, you know how I hate to disagree with you guys. No, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true at all. But, hey, you know, in this particular case, yeah, I, I do absolutely like the uh, the 49ers. A uh, couple reasons why I like uh, like the 49ers here, and, and, and Johnny Dogs makes some good points, and you can certainly read about that uh, on the SBF uh, webpage there. Now, I like the Niners here – 
for one reason because Jimmy G is coming back and and he brings some some uh, some stability to that offense that that can put up some points there. Uh, he runs that offense very well, uh, and and with their defense, which is slowly getting healthy, they they're tough to score on. Uh, this game is in San Francisco. That's a that's a tough road trip, uh, especially after bye week here. So I like the Niners to cover that that four point to four and a half point spread this week. And another game that we're, we're going to be watching closely, and especially after the Monday night performance they had, the Tennessee Titans. I mean, they 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 took down Buffalo, and now they have <laughs> congratulations. Now you have the Chiefs. <laughs> so um, the Titans are getting four and a half points. The total in this game is pretty high, fifty-seven and a half. Uh, Johnny Dogs likes the Titans plus four and a half, and. Pretty much because of uh, I'll summarize, but you can go to the website and check it out at sportsbet um, at sportsbetfund.com. But pretty much, Derrick Henry and that run game. I mean, Henry's been on fire this season, and he's been a beast. So Johnny Dogs is uh, predicting that the Titans are going to to cover that four and a half points. Uh, Belocks, where are you in relation to Dogs on this? Uh, I I like the Titans on this. I I really do. After last week with the a uh, big emotional win over the Buffalo Bills, who, who who very well could be they very well could be the best team in the uh, NFL this year. I, I really like the Buffalo Bills, and watching the way Tennessee performed against them was 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 a you know it was great to see. Uh, Tennessee finally had their big three kind of star players back. Uh, those being, uh, you know, the newly acquired Julio Jones, of course, Derrick Henry, who's 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 a beast out there. Uh, and then Brown at, at wide receiver, who was, uh, you know, I think they just picked, I think he was questionable up to like 15 minutes before the game started. Uh, when, when all those guys are on the field, and I know they're questionable here, but they, since they played last week, I'm, I'm assuming that they're going to play again this week. Uh, there's no reason to think that if the Titans can't beat the Bills last week at home, that they can't beat their, you know, the stepbrother of the, the Buffalo Bills, the, uh, Kansas City Chiefs here at home a week later. They've got a week essentially playing against a very similar offensive scheme here. So yeah, I, I like the the uh, the Bills. Or I'm sorry, the uh, excuse me, the Titans getting uh, four and a half points here at home. Excellent. Yeah, man. I, I tell you, somebody that you, the guy, the people don't talk about enough is Ryan Tannehill. Listen, it's a legit quarterback. I mean, he led. He was like top five in the league last year in QBR. Again this year, he he, he takes care of the ball. He's an incredible athlete. Um, he manages the game well, um, and he he just makes smart plays. Right? He, he's so I, I see. You know, four and a half is a lot of points. I think the Titans cover that, and you know, I would I would be tempted to put even a money line back, considering it's at home, and and, and the Chiefs just don't feel like the chiefs of the past few years, you know, I mean, I, I feel like they're just, they're playing a little sloppy this year. I feel like, and you know, that that's one been one criticism. Mahomes is not taking care of the ball and playing a little sloppy, but he's just playing a little loose. And again, Tyreek Hill's a little banged up. And so uh, we'll see, man, but I, I like, I like, I like the Titans to cover that for sure. At four and a half. Excellent. Uh, let's move over to Mickey. Uh, we'll have you break down the Bengals and the Ravens. Uh, Ravens are laying six and a half against your your Cincinnati Bengals, and the total in this is forty six and a half points. 
Yeah, so this is uh, this is one that that I like. Uh, I think the Bengals are going to come out and and play a tough play a tough game against the Ravens. You look at the Bengals games this season; uh, they haven't really been blown out of the water by any stretch of the imagination. They played a lot of tight games, and they, they're obviously coming out on the winning side more times than not. I look at that six and a half point line in a divisional game that that means something. And I'm, it, it leads me to point to what, what the Bengals are doing, and I'm going to take the Bengals to cover the six-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, our buddy Mad Max, he posts his picks on Sports Bets Fun. He, he texted me earlier as we were going on live, and he's actually on the under for this game, 46-and-a-half. But uh, the, this, is a, this is a big game, big game in the AFC North. Love it. Love it. And then, uh, Scotty, I know you got some action on a couple games. You got the Panthers uh, minus two and a half at the Giants, and we got the Eagles at the Raiders with the Raiders laying two and a half points. Who are you on in each of those games? Yeah, guys, and I'm not going to get too technical here. I'm just going to keep it simple. Um, I'm liking the Panthers at minus two and a half, and then I'm liking the Raiders at minus two and a half in those two games. And like I said, I'm going to keep it simple. I like those two teams because I think they're better than – the other two <laughs> I think the Panthers have a great defense. Listen, McCaffrey's still out, but the Panthers are a better team than the Giants. McCaffrey, if he can get back in healthy, the Panthers can be a contender. They could be, man. Um, you know, Sam Donald's not played great the last few weeks, but they're better than the Giants. Raiders are better than the Eagles. They both win by a field goal. Excellent. Or field goal or more. Love it. Love it. And uh, one other game we, we were kind of talking about earlier today. So I, I know we don't have plays on this right now, but it's the Bears at the Buccaneers. And this line's kind of it opened. Uh, B-Lax, you were saying you were seeing it at 14 and a half on. Yeah, on, 14 and a half on DraftKings. And I'm looking at it on FanDuel uh, in Virginia here, and it's 11 and a half uh, Tampa Bay's land. So we were talking about this, and that's a big line. Obviously, Tampa's, Tampa's the favorite here, I think, uh, by far. But. Uh, we're going to play this. I'm kind of going to keep, I'm going to keep an eye on this and track this throughout the weekend. See if that, if it, if, if you're seeing it at 14, I'm seeing it at 11 and a half, you know, maybe that's moving down. Uh, if that gets under 10, I'm, I'm going to pull the trigger on Tampa Bay for sure. I think above 10, I don't know. I'll, I may just end up steering clear from it, but Mickey, you're in Chicago land. What, uh, do you got any insights on the bears? You know, this is the biggest age gap between two starting quarterbacks in NFL history, which which obviously means a ton. Uh, but uh, the reality is Bears' defense is, is good. Uh, the Buccaneers' offense, uh, you know, they've shown at times if they got some injuries on the outside. I know Gronk's been battling some ribs that, uh, you know, they, they, can, they can be slowed down a little bit. Um, but it's in Tampa Bay. It's the, the 4 o'clock afternoon Eastern time start. I feel like Tampa Bay is going to win this one by 10 plus. It's just a question of where these lines settle. I know there's some volatility between the different books. And, you know, if you can get that line around 10 points, 10 and a half points, that's, that's a, a Tampa Bay pick. In my opinion, if, if it moves up beyond that, that's, that's going to be a Chicago cover. But uh, you know, the, the bears played the Buccaneers tough at home at soldier field last year on a Thursday night, actually winning the game early in the season. Uh, I think they went to five and one at that point in time. So um, they might have a blueprint, but in the way Tampa Bay's played over the last last uh, half of last season into the playoffs and how they started this season, and, you know, maybe that blueprint's not going to work the same. But uh, you know, agree with what you guys are saying. It's really just watching the line and, and seeing where it goes, uh, and, and you know, 
we talk about quarterback play. That's a theme of a lot of these picks. Justin Fields hasn't shown enough uh, yet in his young career as a rookie to, you know, take that confidence that he's going to cover these big spreads, which, you know, one of my general rules of thumb on NFL games is once to get over 10 points, it's almost, it's almost a given to take the dog, but this isn't a Bears team that makes me feel that that's a strong play. Wow. And, and, and we've talked about this before when Tom Brady's on the other side, man, it's tough to, tough to bet against him. (laughs) And you know, I just, I just looked this up real quick. Here's Tom Brady's numbers against the spread. And this is not just winning. This is against the spread. Okay. He's 200, one against to 135 to eight. So 200, 135 and eight. That's his line against the spread. I think Don't anybody should take it. that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anybody should take that. That's basically a sports bets fun crew picking games. <laughs> that's, that, that's what about that's about that's a little over 60%, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, think, I mean, but think about that. Since Tom Brady's been in there, if we just bet 100 bucks on Brady every game to cover the spread, <laughs> whoo. Yeah. Give me a time machine. Some, yeah. Do, yeah. Do we got to change our name to Sports Brady Fun if we, we're going to do that? <laughs> cool. Um, so that's it for the games that, that are in play. And um, one fun thing that we do and try to make a little bit of money on, and, and we hit this uh, several weeks back, a big one, but this is our, we're going to talk about our SBF, our Sports Bets Fun Team Parlay. For our new listeners out there, this is where we go around the, go around the horn here, and each one of us throws a pick into the hat. And we pull all these together into a parlay. It usually comes out pretty juicy. And we throw a few bucks on it. And like I said, we hit this one. It was like plus nine something uh, three or four weeks ago. And, and we've been pretty close several times, getting three out of four, at least two or three times. So uh, I'm kind of feeling it, gentlemen. I think this week we might hit again. So It'll be a good week. Mickey, let's go to you. What do you put in the hat first? Yeah, I, a game I like is North Carolina State, the Wolfpack heading down to South Beach to take on Miami of Florida. Uh, Wolfpack's favored by three and a half. I'm expecting them to cover. Derek King is out, season-ending shoulder surgery. They're going to be starting a freshman quarterback to replace him, uh, Tyler Van Dyke. Uh, Miami also sucks. So this is a game where where I think NC State's going to win, and they're going to win by a, a notable margin. Scotty, what are you throwing in? Yeah, I'm not going to dig into the details too much because uh, – I don't think there's a steak dinner on the line for this game, uh, but I know that we'll be digging into this a lot later. But, guys, for my parlay pick, I'm pretty confident in this one, and I'm going to give you boys Indy. I got it minus 6.5. I take it at minus 7, too. I think it's went up to 7, but I got it at 6.5 at minus 115 odds. And uh, that was, that's what I'm going to tee up for you guys. So, uh, And, hey, I've hit these parlays, boys. You guys didn't have – I'm not hit my uh, picks of the week, but I'm hitting my parlays. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I love, and, and honestly, Scotty, man, you know, those, especially like you said, your, your Sunday night football, Monday night football, Thursday night football. And I love how you string together different, you know, player props, uh, spreads, lines, kind of string that together and come up with, it. especially some of these same game parlays that we can get. Those are, I those are fun. That. So mm-hmm. make, make sure you drop those out in time so we can all tail those. Uh, B-Locks, what are you going to add to the SBF team parlay? Hey, we we've talked about this a lot, so I, I won't uh, I won't talk about it too much more. But that Oklahoma State uh, pick plus seven, plus seven and a half, and in, in other books against Iowa State here, boys, I don't think we're missing anything here. I think this is just a nice pick for us. Oklahoma State plus seven 
against Iowa State at uh, minus 110 odds. That's what I'm throwing into the ring. Have you guys put any money on that money line in that game? I was looking at I think it was plus 205 maybe. Ooh, that's juicy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I like it. It really is. I, I was sitting here thinking about that just now. I was like, man, that's that might be worth a money line bet right there. Yeah, let me go through and uh, uh, see. Yeah, I, got, uh, I do have a money line bet. I got a plus two ten, and I yeah, have so uh, I have saying. Oklahoma State uh, against yeah. the spread as well too. So that's a that's a good pick. Uh, I'm going to throw in, gentlemen. Speaking of money lines, I'm going to throw in BYU money line. Uh, they're laying, I believe, three and a half um, against Washington State. But I'm going to take the money line here. Get a little bit, a um, little bit better chance for us to hit this parlay. Washington State. Uh, those of you following the news, their coach was let go, along with I believe three or four other assistants. So I'm banking on the Cougars being a little bit in turmoil. And what does that do about preparation? You know. Uh, Bilox as a coach, you know, we've talked about this, uh, you know, over the years and just different things around that. But I'm thinking that's just, it's just going to be, it's going to be distractions. It's going to be just, just tough. And, and hey, maybe Washington State rises to it. But either way, you know, BYU is a solid football team. They could win this game, whether Washington State had their coach or not. I think uh, um, this just kind of tips it in their scale a little bit more. So I'm going to throw in BYU money line. And let me punch these into the app and see, see what our total odds end up being here. Um, as I, do that. Let me just give a quick recap for our listeners. Mickey is putting in NC State minus three and a half. Scotty B. Goods throwing in Notre Dame minus six and a half. Belox, Oklahoma State plus seven. And I'm dropping in BYU money line that comes out to plus 894, gentlemen. That's a big one there. I like it. I like it. We've been bigger, but that's uh, that's a good hefty, good hefty odds there. So you throw ten bucks on that, you walk away with almost you know ninety bucks or whatever. So that's not not too shabby. So or if you're Mickey, you're throwing a hundred bucks on it and walk yeah. away with nine hundred. So coming up with a grand. Well, to all of our live listeners right now too. You know, earlier when we first started this pod tonight. Uh, Mickey San Reno told us to bet on Arizona, which I did immediately. I told, and now they are up 10 0. Yeah, buddy. It took the words out of my mouth, Scotty. I was gonna yeah. I was gonna lead with that going into our picks of the week segment. But yes, Arizona up 10 to nothing. That's basically a 27 point spread. Can they blow it? They're that bad. It's possible, <laughs> but I'm feeling pretty good as we're we're getting close to the halftime. Uh, hey. Combined on our picks of the week, gentlemen, $100 betters up over $2,000 this year. We are absolutely crushing it with a record of 68, 48, and one push. 138 units bet, 158 units won. That's a 20.41 units up. That's amazing, guys. Pat yourselves on the back, but hey, it's time to talk picks. I'm going to kick it over to Maddie Money. Maddie Money, Charlie Cash, friend of the program, where's his money this week? Charlie Cash is on Pittsburgh minus three. We're talking about that game against Clemson. He's taking Pittsburgh minus three. He's also on Notre Dame. Scotty, you're talking about this in your in the Sports Bets Fun Parlay. Charlie, uh, Charlie Cash has taken Notre Dame to cover, and he's also taken Nevada at plus three and a half. 
So, Charlie Cash, Pitt minus three, Notre Dame minus seven, Nevada plus three and a half. Love those picks. Next up, we're going to the man who could turn the desert green with the amount of picks that he won. Scotty, be good. Where is your money at this week, brother? Yes, sir. I'm going to lead off with uh, one of my most confident picks of the weekend, guys. This is this is a multiple unit play for me. I'm going UVA minus six and a half over Georgia Tech. UVA looks good this year, and guys, literally this this game, this pick comes down to eye test for me. UVA is better than Georgia Tech. Six and a half. It's at Virginia. They're going to win that game by ten to fourteen points, guys. Another game I'm really liking. Um, talked about it a little bit earlier. I like I like BYU, and I'm going to go ahead and take the minus four and a half um, over Washington State. Listen, so much going on with Washington State program, and like you said um, earlier, Maddie Money. Hey, BYU's a good football team, um, so they're they're going to cover that spread. I, I love that play. My last one, guys, Texas A&M minus twenty. You know, that's a lot of points, but they're playing South Carolina, and they're not only they're playing South Carolina, they're playing South Carolina and their backup quarterback because their starting quarterback's injured. Um, A&M's rolling, Jimbo has them playing great ball. Um, A&M's not just gonna just let you down. They're gonna be consistent. They've proven that over and over the past few years under Coach Jimbo. Um, Texas A&M, minus 20 over South Carolina. Great picks, Scotty Pat. Next, we're going to the man who only gives locks. B locks, where are you at this week, brother? Oh yeah, Mickey. I, I like these. Uh, I like everybody's picks here this week, but you know what? I like mine a little bit more. So <laughs> let me tell you what I got here coming up this week. Here uh, first, uh, and again, we dropped some of these a little bit earlier, but but Oregon versus UCLA, both of these teams again looking like solid programs earlier in the year. Fallen on a little bit more, I don't want to call it hard times, but not quite looking as dominant as of late. I think both of these teams are pretty equal. Both of these teams like to run the ball. And when you got two teams that are pretty equal that like to run the ball, that tells me one word, and that word is under. Under 60 and a half, uh, Oregon at UCLA. That's my first pick of the week. Second pick of the week here. Uh, We heard this already. I think it was Scotty talking about this early as one of his NFL picks, the Las Vegas Raiders against the Philadelphia Eagles. This game is in Las Vegas. I love the Raiders and what they've been doing, even though Coach Gruden is out. I tell you what, they're playing a little bit more free. Uh, We're seeing uh, seeing them uh, throw the ball around a little bit more, taking a couple more risks, and it's been paying off. They uh, beat Denver up pretty good last week. I, I see them doing the exact same thing this week. Raiders minus two and a half, beating the Eagles on Sunday. And finally, boys, we've been talking about it. It's that LSU Ole Miss pick. And I know this is going to be a heck of a ball game. Two great offenses. You got uh, two you know well-known coaches around the country, national names here. I've got LSU plus nine over Ole Miss here. And I tell you what, just like we were talking earlier, quarterback play is a big part of college football today. And if Matt Corral is not playing in this game, this two-unit pick that I've got is going to be a heck of a lot more than two units. 
and it's going to be money line. So that's my two-unit pick this week, LSU plus nine at Ole Miss. What you got, boys? Love the pick, B-Lock. Maddie Money, tell us where your action is on the football field this weekend. Well, and B-Lock, I'm with you on that LSU game. Uh, but where my action is and my picks of the week, Mick, or, uh, Mickey, you were talking about Army being a dog to watch. I'm saying no way, Jose. Go with Wake Forest, minus three and a half. They've had two weeks to prepare for this Army triple option. The defense is going to be fine. Army's not going to be able to run all over them. They do catch some teams by surprise, but not teams that have two weeks to prepare for that option. Wake Forest is going to win this by a touchdown or more. Ohio State, minus 19 and a half versus Indiana. These Buckeyes are rolling. I've heard some of the analysts say it's Georgia and Ohio State, then everybody else. And that's because the Buckeyes, their offense is clicking. They got some things right with their defense over the past few weeks. They've corrected their misassignments. They got a new coordinator calling the plays. They're a few weeks into that. They're coming off uh, the bye week last week. They're going to beat Indiana by three-plus scores. You can book that one. And I have two-unit, my two-unit play. Scotty be good. I was talking about this earlier. Tennessee versus Alabama. This game is where I'm going to put two units on. I'm going to put two units on the under 68 and a half. And the reason I've been, I'm going to do this is if Hooker plays, he's probably not 100%. I'm thinking Milton's probably going to end up being the quarterback in there for Tennessee. And that doesn't spell good things to their offense. But on the flip side of it, Bama really kind of puts up 38 to 42, maybe 45 points. And then, then that offense shuts it down. That's just kind of seems to be how, how they are. I think Tennessee's an improved team. We saw that last week against Ole Miss. I think the defense is pretty good. So I think this game's going to be under 68 and a half points. I'm putting two units on it, Mickey. Nice. Love those picks. Hope that turns out well for you, but not well enough to take over the lead. <laughs> and the picks of the week competition can be yours, truly. Time for my picks. We're going to start in the National Football League. Bengals, Ravens, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. Is this the NFL game of the week? For me, it is. Divisional matchup between two good teams. Bengals actually good. While the Ravens have overcome injury adversity to prove once again, they are one of the teams to beat in the AFC. These AFC North games are always tight, and the Bengals come in with something to prove versus the Ravens. And that's why my money is on the Bengals, plus six and a half. Back to the college game. We're heading to South Bend, Indiana. Southern Cal coming into town to face Notre Dame. The Irish given six and a half. Notre Dame was on by last week. They had an extra week to prepare for USC. Jack Cohn getting healthy. Maybe there's going to be less of a QB swirl going on with the Irish. Look, USC is a rudderless ship since they fired Clay Helton. And it's going to be a chilly Midwest night with temps in the low 50s. You know that's going to affect the timing and the rhythm of the Southern Cal passing game. Notre Dame is going to win the game and they're going to cover Irish. Six and a half is my play here. Time for the steak dinner boom lock of the week. Five and two this season on the Steak Dinner Boom Plan. We're coming off a huge win last week with Michigan State. This week, we're headed to the West Texas Plains for Kansas State visiting Texas Tech. 
This one is pretty much a pick em, and I'm picking the Red Raiders. This game is in Lubbock, and that gives Tech the edge. Guns up, Texas Tech money line minus 112 is my steak dinner boom, lock of the week, two unit play. Guns up, let's go. And we're gonna finish with a nice filet mignon from the winnings from this week's actions. Back to you, Maddie Money. Excellent, guys. Well, I love all those picks. Going to be tailing them all. Uh, and for our listeners out there, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. We'll be dropping other picks throughout the weekend on these games and then throughout the week. Uh, we look forward to doing this all again next week. And until then, like I said, follow us on Twitter. Check out the website, sportsbetsfun.com. Have fun watching all the games between now and next time. We hope you make some money. If you're following us and tailing us, I'll bet you will. For Mickey Sanrino, Scotty Be Good, B-Locks, and our friends of the show, Charlie Cash, Johnny Dogs, and Mad Max, I'm Maddie Money. Thanks for tuning in to Sports Bets Fun.